everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Talk To You Later podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Rigby, and I'm pissed off. <laughs> I came in this room to start recording at like 8.45. It is now 10.10. I got a new audio interface and microphone, and I've been trying to figure out how to get it to work on my laptop. And all I had to do I mean, I've been pushing buttons, I've been going to YouTube to look how how to do this. All I had to do is twist a damn knob, and boom, done. And I've been sitting here for almost two hours trying to figure it out, and all I had to do is twist a little tiny knob. Oh, I'm so mad. Ugh. And on top of that, the topic of discussion today already gets me fired up, and like, just in a, I don't know. Like, today I'm going to be talking about religion and spirituality, like, whatever you want to say. So, you're in for a treat, probably, because it's going to get crazy. Um, but first, I'm going to give you all a quick update um, of my week. First off, I got the stomach flu. Luckily, I didn't throw up. I was literally, like one second away from throwing up but I'm like just lay down go to sleep and I did like I literally just (laughs) fell asleep I was so tired but I was so close to throwing up but I did have diarrhea so that sucks but we all do it we all have had it so no shame um so yeah me and my little boy Brooks had it on the same day and then a couple days went by I'm like okay maybe Jeff and Dawson aren't gonna get it but no Jeff last night literally was pooping his brains out and vomiting profusely and violently so that is sad so I've just been chilling taking it easy so that is why the podcast is coming out on a Friday instead of a Thursday not that I've even really said like Thursdays are the day I don't know I'm still figuring out but I do feel like typically Thursdays are the days that I put out episodes um so also another thing that happened (laughs) and I doubt the person I'm going to talk about even listens to this podcast, but if you do, just if you're listening to this, know that I'm actually not mad. I'm just, just listen up, I guess. So about a week ago, I saw this TikTok of a girl that uh, she kind of explained like her miscarriage story and how they're going to like they kind of just that kind of changed their life in a way. I mean, obviously it sucks and it's really hard, but. They sold their home, they bought a van, they rebuilt it, and they're living out of their van, and they're going to travel the country, which I think is fun. Like, honestly, if I wasn't married, well, probably yes if I was married, but if I didn't have young kids, I would love to do that. I think it'd be fun. But anyway, besides the point. So, I liked her story, and I, like, went to her account, and she had not a ton, like, she had, obviously, she probably had, like, 15,000 followers so it was a lot compared to, <laughs> compared to me but like I thought it was within my reach to reach out to her and be like hey would you want to do an episode of my podcast and I even told her like I was like I just started so okay starting over so I reached out I messaged her I sent her a DM on Instagram and I basically just said hey my name is Alyssa Rigby I started a podcast a few months ago I saw your TikTok. I really liked your story. How do you feel about coming on an episode? And I I specifically said, no pressure. If you, that's not something you're interested interested in, don't worry about it. Just let me know. 
And she messaged me back a few hours later. She's like, hey, Alyssa, yes, I would love to. Where are you located? So I put Southern Utah and didn't hear back for days. She hadn't seen it. And I know, like, you know, on Instagram, you can tell when they see your message. And so I saw that she saw it and it was like seen seven hours ago. I'm like, okay, maybe she's like thinking about it. I don't know. So I just let it sit. I let her sit for f- like four or five days, and I was the annoying hoe that re-messaged her and was like, hey, <laughs> just checking in to see if you're still interested in- on being on my podcast. Like I said, no pressure, just let me know. This girl didn't message me back, and I, oh, that literally, it drives me insane. I don't care if you say no. You can say no because your podcast is too small and I don't want to do that or I don't feel comfortable or just straight up no I don't care I will not be offended I will get offended if you ghost me like how hard is it like to say no just have the balls to say no or whatever it is you have to say and let's move on oh like them not responding makes me more mad than them turning me down or making me feel bad. Like, it's not gonna make me feel bad. <laughs> I swear, I still think about it. I'm like, literally, and she'll get on her story and post and be like, ask, oh, she posted a question box. Like, ask me anything. I, it took everything inside of me to not message her and be like, why didn't you message me? Why didn't you message me back? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna be annoying. But I wanted to so bad. I just wanted to be petty and be like, hey, look, I get it. You don't want to. But just say no. Just say no. Okay, I need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just gets me fired up to no limit. Um, so yeah, that was my week. I had the stomach flu and I was ghosted. So, <laughs> so that's humbling. Um, as if I didn't need more humbling after my Reddit roast. <laughs> This one actually hurt me more. Literally, her ghosting me hurt me more than any of the comments on Reddit. So that's telling you how much I hate when people don't respond. Like, this can be to text messages, just anything in general. Just, like, straight up tell me no. I don't care. But I do care if you ignore me. It drives me... Oh, I need to shut up. Okay. <sighs> Deep breath after that. <laughs> okay. Um. So, like I said... Today's topic of discussion is religion. Dun, dun, dun. Um, this is a very sensitive subject, I feel like, for a lot of people. So if this is something that you are sensitive about and you don't want to hear maybe some negative comments, not even neg. I'm not going to be negative about church. I'm just saying my opinions. I'm not going to say that I hate it or that I'm anti or that I'm whatever. I'm just going to share my experience, and I feel like that's okay. Just like someone would share their good experience is good, someone sharing their bad experience is good. It's just an experience, okay? It's not that deep. Okay, so I decided to talk about this because I feel like it's kind of a hot topic right now in a lot of, like, on social media and just even within the church. And when I say the church, I don't know how many people that listen to this podcast are familiar with the LDS church or the Mormons or Latter-day Saints I don't know whatever you want to say um but I just feel like it's really a hot topic because I feel like a lot of people are leaving and a lot of people are just I don't know 
I don't know. I So I'm just going to ask that people be open-minded and respectful of not only my thoughts, feelings, and opinions, but other people's thoughts, feelings, and opinions. And I will try to do the same. Um, so to start out, I'm just going to kind of give my upbringing, I guess, to kind of give my full background of being Mormon. <laughs> so... I grew up Mormon. I technically, it's called being born into the covenant, basically where your parents are both sealed into the temple before you're born. So my parents got sealed after they had me and my older brother. So me and my older brother were sealed to my parents when I was just a baby. Like, I obviously don't remember that. So, but anyways, I was baptized at eight, grew up Mormon. Like, I feel like we pretty much... I mean, there were Sundays where we didn't go to church just because, or we were going to, like, some family or friend's house, so it's not like we went every single week without fail, but, like, I feel like we went most of the time. Like, my parents had callings, I had callings in the young women's group, I always went to girls' camp, I just, I always remember going to church, but I always remember not loving going to church ever since I was a young kid. Like, my older brother, I don't know what... I don't know how, but he always was, like, the one kid that was dressed before everyone and would literally walk himself to church if we were late or we wouldn't go. Like, there were days where our family wouldn't go to church and my brother would walk and go to church by himself. I'm like, okay, that's not normal. I feel like normally kids would be like, oh, my parents are sleeping in, they're not going to church. Yep, I'm doing the same. Not going to church today, but my brother's like, um, absolutely not. I'm going to suit up, put my tie on, and march my way to church. So, I mean, good for him, but couldn't be me. Um, but, yeah, so I always went, go, I always went, and then in high school, they do this thing called seminary, which is basically Sunday school, which is a class you take at church, and you talk about church. <laughs> so, um, I went to seminary uh kind of like I didn't graduate all four years from high school I basically didn't go at all my senior year and the years before that I would skip a lot of classes but I technically passed those years um but I also didn't like seminary I didn't have good experiences with my teachers I didn't I didn't like it I had one teacher in specific that is that how you say that one teacher in specific I don't know I had one specific teacher that really struck a nerve with me. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> I can picture him in my head, but I'm not going to say his name. So we had a lesson once, and he was basically saying how he literally said people with tattoos are bad. And I was like, okay, literally what? I'm like, my dad has tattoos. And I was so mad. And I think I, I can't remember, but I honestly think I got up and left. I was like, no, I don't agree with this. That's, I can't believe you even said that. Just because someone has a tattoo doesn't mean they're bad. Like, it's just, it's it's just not right. Um, and that same teacher once, we went around the class and we had like a testimony meeting to share our feelings about church. And I obviously didn't have a testimony and I didn't feel like sharing my unhad feelings for the church. So, I remember we're going around the class, like, weaving up and down the rows of desks, and it gets to me, and I say, skip. And he looks at me, he says, what? And I says, I don't, I don't want to do it. Like, pass. 
and he kind of chuckles he's like huh yeah like stand up and I'm like no like I, I don't want to do that like I'm not doing it and he's like well you have to say something I'm like I don't want to like I have nothing to say and we ended up kind of going back and forth and then he finally moved on and I was like Kate for one you shouldn't be forcing someone to share their testimony a testimony should be something someone feels called to do or they have a, a spiritual feeling to say it. Like, I don't know what you want to call it, but you shouldn't force people to say that. To me, to me it just, it, it feels wrong. Um, but, again, that's my opinion. Um, anyway, so that was kind of my seminary experience. Not very good. And then, all through high school, I never really, like, again, I never really connected with it. The whole, like, modesty thing and like trying to prepare yourself to be a wife and mother which I always wanted to be a wife and a mom don't get me wrong I love that but it was kind of weird how it was so centered on the women woman being the cleaner the cook the mom the blah 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 like the list goes on and on and it's like okay well what if the mom wants to work why can't the dad help cook why can't the dad help clean why can't the dad help out more with kids like why aren't boys going to scout camp or young men's camp and doing learning how to cook meals or writing down the 10 things they want in a future wife like why are <laughs> it's so weird how with girls they're very like I don't know I just remember in young women's we would write down the top 10 things we had to have in a future husband and I had a leader once say that was like okay and make sure that an rm like a return missionary is on the list and a temple marriage so it's like right from the get-go you're already like being pressured to do these things and we also were told that i mean this isn't this isn't saying for everyone i'm just saying me specifically i had leaders and teachers that said this to me and my class um but we had teachers that said that if we don't marry a return missionary that our lives won't be as happy because it makes things harder which I'm not saying that mixed faith relationships aren't hard but relationships are hard period like it doesn't matter what I don't know you're just two separate people coming together to make one life and that is hard um so yeah there were just things here and there that leaders would say and do that just did not sit well with me um, I also, I went to BYU-Idaho, <laughs> I went to BYU-Idaho, don't ask me why, my parents thought it'd be good for me, um, and it was, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't a spiritual good for me, but it was a have fun party good for me, <laughs> um, but, um, I had once a bishopric member call me into his office, and he asked me if I would give a talk, and if you know me, I'm pretty introverted when you first get to know me, and especially when it comes to public speaking. I hate public speaking so much. Like, I literally get the nervous poops. I feel physically sick. I, I, I can't do it. I black out. I get down after speaking. I'm like, what did I even say? I don't know because I blacked out. And so he asked me, and I remember saying, no, I don't really want to. And he laughs again because he probably thought I was joking because I don't know how many people say no, but he said, <laughs> well no one wants to and I was like yeah well like I'm not going to I, I don't feel comfortable doing that and he like sat there and looked at me and he said are you serious I said yeah like I don't feel comfortable I don't want to do it he said well you need to get your priorities straight and he stands up and opens the door and like ushers me out of his office didn't like shake my hand say anything I was like are you for real I'm like all I said was no 
to a talk. Like, move on down the list and pick someone else. It's BYU-Idaho. You have hundreds and thousands of people to pick from. I'm not the only one. And I promise you, you're not... You, I'm not the gal. I'm not the gal to give a spiritual talk, okay? Uh, that... Yeah. No. And then I remember also having just mixed... Not even mixed feelings. I didn't like worthiness meetings. And, like, again, if you're not familiar with the religion... Worthiness meetings happen when you want to get into the temple or you're about to get baptized or sometimes they just happen every year, like around your birthday. Um, But basically they ask you about the word of wisdom, which is like no drinking, no drugs, no coffee, no tea, just like things like that. And then obviously there's like tithing. You have to pay 10% of your income if you make income. And then um, like sexual purity and let me tell you I obviously by no means am I or was I perfect so when I went in to talk to my bishop to try to repent of my sins I (laughs) I for one it's uncomfortable because it's a girl me and an older dude alone in a room talking about all the things you have done wrong and some of those may or may not be sexual things and it is so uncomfortable to have someone you don't really know that well ask you in-depth questions about your personal life like to me I'm already in there feeling bad for what I did how about you just say I recognize that you're in here I recognize you want to make a change I'm proud of you let's move forward like let's make a plan not okay well how many times did you have sex how many times did you drink how many times did you smoke weed how did he touch you with your clothes on were your clothes off to me that's just gross and weird and uncomfortable and I think it should stop and I also had a meeting with a bishop a while ago when I had an ex-boyfriend that was going to prison so I was in a pickle because I felt like he okay this is gonna get this is gonna get icky let me just briefly explain the situation I wanted to stay with my boyfriend because I felt like I was in love with him which I probably was but it just wasn't a good situation anyone in their right mind knows that it's not a good situation this kid did something awful he was going to prison for it and anyone would be like hey look Alyssa I know you feel like you love him but this is not a good situation you need to like let it go and move on just break up move on he's not good for you you're not good for him just be done but no I had a bishop that um encouraged me to stay with him because we had the same future goals which was a lie my boyfriend would lie to me and manipulate me tell me what I wanted to hear so that I wouldn't leave him which is something else but I just think that (laughs) I honestly just think Oh, I might get in trouble for saying this, but I just think that bishops need to stay in their lane. And if it's something that's out of their lane, they need to refer to someone else. If someone comes in and has severe depression, send them to a therapist. Or if someone's having marital problems, send them to a marriage therapist. Like, just, it baffles me that sometimes they take on this, like, authority to be everything and anything it's just and I like that they're trying to help like I'm not saying that they shouldn't help but sometimes it's out of their scope of practice you know like you're not gonna go see 
an orthopedic surgeon when you're having headaches. Like, no, you're going to go see a neurologist for that because that's what he specializes in. And unless your bishop is a literal therapist, then I suggest you go elsewhere. And I know that probably sounds awful, but I'm really not trying. I'm just saying from a personal experience, I really wish that my bishop would have been like, hey, look, I've never dealt with something like this before. Let's get you someone else that can help or let's get you to talk to your young women leader that has maybe had something similar like I don't know just think outside the box (laughs) so that was another thing that bothered me um another thing that was really a struggle for me was getting married in the temple and garments when Jeff and I were dating I honestly I growing up I can't say, okay, maybe not growing up did I always want to be Mormon, but when I started dating Jeff, I honestly was like, okay, like, everyone in my family's doing this, everyone in Jeff's family's doing this, everyone I, like, family, friends, everyone around me is Mormon and is, like, doing it, so I'm like, okay, I know one day I'm gonna come around, I'm gonna know, I'm gonna get the feeling that everyone talks about, that I, that I know that it's true. So, in my head, like, I remember telling Jeff, like, yes, I want to get married in the temple. Yes, I want to go to church. And I did. I honestly did want those things. It's just the feeling behind it wasn't there yet. But in my head, I was like, the feeling will come. The feeling will come. Just hold on. Keep <laughs> keep holding on. And you will get there. And so, as the years went on when we were dating and the year after we got married was really hard for me because I never got that feeling and I remember praying and studying and talking to Jeff and my family and just being like I don't feel ready to get sealed in the temple I don't feel like I'm ready but at the same time I felt so much pressure from family and just people in general to do it because we had people flying in from out of town and that's that was the whole plan when we first got civilly married was in a year get married in the temple so I feel like I was disappointing people and letting people down and I'm a people pleaser so I didn't want to do that so I sacrificed my own feelings and thoughts and whatever and I did it and honestly the day I got sealed I felt sick like I'm sitting in the room before we go in the sealing room and I remember looking at Jeff and be like I feel like I'm gonna throw up like I'm so sick I do not I don't know what's going on and then after you're done being sealed you go into this like celestial room and I remember just like everyone looking so happy for me but I didn't feel happy at all like I didn't feel giddy and excited and the feelings that everyone tells you you should feel in the temple and that was really hard for me I'm like why am I not feeling these things what am I doing wrong what do I need to do like I felt like I was doing all the things and I should be in quotes like blessed for that and I wasn't and that really it made things hard for me and I just remember saying that to Jeff and he always was really like I mean obviously it was hard for him because he wanted to get married in the temple so he was kind of like well I want to like you said you were ready you said that you wanted to do this and now you're not like I don't know it was a very (laughs) that was a really hard time in our marriage we got through it but um yeah it was hard I felt bad for Jeff I mean he dealt with a lot but I did talk to him a lot being like I don't know what's wrong with me like why am I not getting this feeling that everyone says I should be getting why am I feeling uncomfortable and weirded out by it and he was always good to like talk to me about it and just be supportive and just help me yeah that was my struggle with the temple and okay so let me talk about how it affected my relationship with Jeff and I Jeff and I at the beginning 
the first year getting to the temple was rough. We both had our opinions. I was kind of having cold feet about it. I ended up doing it, but then I was just like, why Why did I do that? It didn't make me feel good. It didn't, whatever. And then the whole garments situation came in. I felt like I was only wearing garments because family members would notice if I wasn't wearing them. So I literally put them on because I'm like, okay, if I don't wear these, people are going to know and they're going to ask me why I'm not wearing them and I don't want to have that conversation. Which for one is no one's business anyway. I don't know why people think they need to know what you're wearing underneath your clothes. I get they think it's like a covenant or whatever that that you made, but like I said, that's not it just doesn't they don't need to know that. It's between you and God or you and whatever. It's just your own thing and everyone is different. Um so I really struggled with garments and literally it was maybe not even that long ago, a year, year and a half ago, when I just stopped wearing them. Because I told Jeff, I was just like, I don't feel a difference when I wear them versus when I don't wear them. Like, I don't feel a difference, like, what people say. And then I asked Jeff once, I was like, what are the promises made if you wear your garments? And he's like, well, it's for for protection and for health. And I was like, okay, but, like, people that wear them get in car accidents and die or they get cancer or they get all these things and it's like to me I'm like that's not a promise a promise is something that like won't be broken and when you're talking about a promise between someone and God like I just feel like that is big and so to me I was just like okay well if that promise is gonna get broke like why am I why am I wearing them like I don't see a difference I don't feel anything if anything, I had a hard time with it. This is going to sound selfish to people that probably still go to church. And I'm sorry. I'm really not trying to offend people. I'm really, really trying not to. I'm just saying my feelings. Um, but honestly, when I would wear clothes without garments, I just felt so much more like myself. When I wore them, I felt like I had to find clothes that fit the garments, not that fit me and my personality. And yes, I know that sounds selfish, to someone that wears them because they're like oh well it's not about what you want it's about what god wants it's like okay but i honestly feel like god would want me to be happy and so to me i felt so unhappy doing those things because i just felt like i wasn't i wasn't doing it for me i was doing it for family or for people in my ward or just anyone like it just wasn't for me and i feel like that's that's where it was hard i felt so bitter toward people because I felt like they were the reason why I was unhappy like I'm doing this for you and I I don't like doing it and I'm frustrated so then I like outwardly was frustrated toward them which it's not their fault I don't think people are trying I mean maybe sometimes they do but I really don't think people are trying to put pressure on you I just think it's like kind of subconsciously already like (laughs) programmed in their own head I don't know I just feel like it comes out that way but I don't feel like it's intentional most of the time but yeah that was really hard for me but that was another thing when I stopped doing it for other people the bitterness I had towards certain people literally went away I remember telling Jeff I'm like okay this sounds weird but I'm like I feel so much better about so-and-so because I don't feel like I have this pressure to be someone who I'm not anymore if someone in my family came up to me is like hey I was listening to your podcast and I heard this and is that really how you feel? I'd be like, yeah, like that's, that's what I think. Or if, even if they didn't listen and they're like, hey, I noticed you're not wearing your garments. Are you like still going to church? I'd be like, no, like I haven't really been going. Like I'm not against it. Like I'll go, but like I just haven't 
been going. I just feel so much more comfortable and confident, I guess, in my own self, which has been game-changing, honestly. <laughs> honestly. Um, but And then I've also had a lot of people ask, how is that affecting your family and your kids? And honestly, our kids are so young right now, I don't feel like it is affecting them. Maybe when it comes around the time to be baptized like so when they turn eight so in like four years from now then maybe we might have a little bit of a tiff but honestly I'm just gonna I'm not gonna be the mom that forces their kids to go or not to go if they hear around their cousins or their grandparents or whoever and they're here about church and they want to go they can go to church I don't care if they want to get baptized they can get baptized I'm not gonna be like no but like at the same time if my kid is older and they ask me questions on my thoughts and my beliefs, I'm going to tell them because they came to me, they asked me, am I going to bash on the church? No, I'm not. I'm going to say my experience. I'm going to say what I learned, and I'm going to encourage them to also learn and to study and to figure out for themselves because if they are happy in, then that makes me happy because that's all I want for my kids. And for anyone, really, if you're happy in, then stay in. But if you're happier out, then stay out. Like, just do what feels right for you and your family. And everyone around you should trust that you know what's best for you and your family. And if they don't, that's hard. <laughs> I know that's going to be hard. But just kind of let it slide off your back and just try not to let it bug you. But you know what's best for you and your family. Um... I also have had people ask um, where I stand now and what I believe. And right now, I think I would just consider myself inactive because there's not like certain things that I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I guess there are certain things that bother me or that I don't believe in. But for the most part, I don't have a ton of negative feelings toward the church or like people in the church. It's just I studied and did research on things that didn't sit right with me and that I found to be unsettling I guess and so I just decided you know what this isn't what I thought it was this isn't me this isn't what I want I'm gonna kind of like take a step back and like I said I'm not gonna be the one that doesn't go to someone's baptism or go listen to them give a talk or do whatever because it involves the church no if someone gets married in the temple obviously I probably won't go in because I don't have a temple to recommend but like I will be outside waiting for you like to give you a hug and tell you how happy and proud I am of you and honestly like just do what makes you happy if you're happy I'm happy and so that is kind of my I don't that was probably kind of all over the place but um that's kind of the synopsis of how religion went in my life. Um, so I'm just going to do some like little takeaways. Just be kind toward people who decide to leave the church. They're already struggling. I promise you they are already struggling. Even if they say that they're not, I know they are because it is so hard to leave something that one, you grew up in, or two, that everyone surrounding you is in. It's very difficult it is not easy. It's not the easy way out. Most of the time, people that do leave put a lot of time, effort, studying, thinking, etc. 
into making their decision. It's not like one day they woke up and be like, you know what? Yep, I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> like, peace out. No. Normally, it's like weeks, months, years of like studying, talking, listening to talks, podcasts. Like, there's so much that goes into it that I don't think people actually realize. Or maybe that they just don't acknowledge. So, just be nice to people that are leaving and know that they are probably struggling. So, if anything, just give them a hug or talk to them. If you talk to them, you might better understand where they're coming from and be less harsh. (laughs) And another thing I would say is, I guess it depends on who you're talking to, but I wouldn't argue sides or points because it's not going to get you anywhere, especially if you're with someone that's like true blue, die hard, like just they're going to stick to their guns and you try to come up with things that you've seen or heard or researched they're just not gonna it's just not gonna go well I've been there I've done that it just does not go well so if anything I would just say if they want to talk about it just say look I will talk to you about what I'm doing right now and how I'm feeling but it's not up for discussion I'm not gonna fight I don't want to argue but you want to know so I'm gonna tell you so you can either say like I'll tell you but I don't want any feedback or (laughs) I guess you can try to hash it out but I just don't it doesn't really go anywhere um and then like if someone wants to stay it's like what I said if someone wants to stay let them stay if someone wants to leave let them leave just support them and be happy and just be their friend there's nothing worse than finding out someone was only your friend because you had the same religion as them you know like and it's usually not the point of people leaving the church isn't them wanting a more relaxed lifestyle it's like if anything it's them being more true to themselves and following their instincts and their gut and just who they are as a person like it's what i said earlier trust that people know what they're doing for themselves is the best i honestly think that most people are out here just trying to get through life trying to do their best that they can so just know that they're doing their best and doing what they can it's not a race it's not a competition it's just like we're all just trying to get through life so just be just be kind (laughs) just be freaking just be a decent human being okay yeah just let people live and surround yourself with people that love you for you and not for your religion and not saying that everyone loves you because your religion obviously but I do think there's some people that love you conditionally whether that be family or friends or co-workers whatever just it's like what I said why do you want to be friends with someone that only likes you because you have the same church as them you go to the same church as them but then you go to a different church and now they're like oh I can't talk to you anymore it's like okay really like what changed like, I'm literally the same person I was yesterday, but now, you know, I just don't go to church and now you don't want to talk to me? I'm like, okay. Sadly, that has happened to me, but, um, it's okay. <laughs> Let bygones be bygones. And then, but then at the same time, if it's family that's treating you different, I honestly would call them out. Because maybe they don't recognize that they're treating you different, or maybe they do, and they just don't care. And if they don't care, then I would stop going around and put it like make it their decision if they want to see you they'll make an exception to whatever rule they have and say you know what I get that I said if my kid left the church I wouldn't want to see them or blah 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 or I would treat them differently but now they're not coming around and I'm like oh crap that sucks so maybe let's just make an exception and say okay you know what 
I still love you. Like, come on, let's let's be family again. Yeah, make it their decision. If they want to see you, they'll make an exception. If not, then it's their loss, honestly. And I know that's easier said than done. Like, obviously, having family or f- close friends distance themselves from you because of a decision such as religion is very difficult. And I really hope that anyone that's listening to this knows that they're more important than what they believe in. You're, I don't know, just try not to let it get you too upset. You deserve better than someone who only likes you if you fit their mold, their perfect mold for what they think you should be. Stand up for yourself. Speak your mind. Don't let people walk all over you. Like, just, I feel like if you speak your mind and you do it in, like, a confident, assertive way, they'll be like, oh, like, she, she's ready to fight back. (laughs) No, but, like, I feel like when you say something kind of timid, people are more eager, I don't want to say eager, but they're more likely to kind of come at you because, I don't know, I don't want to say they're taking advantage of you, but I feel like it's just easier to prey on someone that's timid and quiet. So just stand up for yourself, make a point, don't be afraid to hurt someone's feelings. This sounds, again, this probably sounds awful, but sometimes if you hurt, okay, I feel like, okay, I'm going to say this. I feel like if you don't hurt someone's feelings certain situations, you're going to end up hurting your own feelings. And it's like what I said earlier. There was times in my life where I did things specifically for someone else. And in the end, it made me unhappy, sad, angry, frustrated, bitter. When if I were just to say, hey, look, no, I'm not doing this. It could have maybe hurt their feelings and been like, why is she doing this? I can't believe she did that. But I myself feel great. I feel happy. I feel whatever. The person eventually will get over that. Maybe this is bad advice. But what? I, I'm not a therapist, okay? I'm just a gal with a podcast. But yeah, sometimes feelings need to be hurt for people to understand someone better. So that's, that's all that I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to end with. <laughs> Obviously, it can be done in a better way than others. But I think if you do it in a way you're like, hey, look, I'm not trying to be mean or be rude. I'm just maybe trying to set boundaries or I'm telling you where I'm coming from and I'm doing this because I feel it's best for me. And if you say, I feel like it's best for me and they tell you, that's not what's best for you. Unless they're like five years old and they're saying, mom, this is best for me. I'm going to eat like 50,000 gallons of sugar. It's like, okay, sit down. You're not going to eat that much sugar. Okay. Like just calm down. So unless you're talking to an infant or an adolescent (laughs) or someone who's not an adult, you don't know what's best for them, okay? Just just trust that you know that they know, or trust that they know what they're doing. And if they don't, hell, then they don't. I don't know. We're all just trying to figure this thing out. That was a bunch of mess. Please don't hate me. I really, 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 really have nothing against people that go to church or I have nothing against the church. I am just sharing my own experience and feelings and opinions and I hope it came across in a way that people can relate to or that people can understand where I'm coming from um yeah just please please don't come at me (laughs) I'm afraid okay um anyway whoo that was a doozy um so I hope you guys have a great Friday it's the weekend it's 
the weekend. I hope my family's healthy. I'm ready to go do something fun this weekend. This week has been rough. I've been ghosted. I've been sick. I've been having diarrhea. It's just rough. It's rough out there, guys. Yeah, I hope you guys have a fun weekend. I hope you guys don't get sick. Stay healthy. Happy weekend, guys. A happy Friday. And I will talk to you guys next. Wow. I I will talk to you guys next week. Talk to you two later. Bye.